listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, uh, episode 53. Uh, this is a fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, subscribe anywhere you find your podcasts, uh, and uh, every new episode will just uh, enter into that inbox. Uh, I am Nick Morawski, and uh, boy, uh, I wish we were able to talk uh, about a division-leading uh, White Sox team uh, here in mid-June already, but uh, it's just really difficult, the news, but it is what it is. Lots to unpack and go through, uh, but uh, let me bring in my co I have him back here, uh, Pat Hester. Hello. Nick, buddy, uh, yeah. you know, we kept we kept saying let's let's wait for some news and then we can do our next podcast and uh, maybe there'll be news this week and uh, we'll get together and record. But um, I, I fear if we waited any longer, this uh, this would that would be at the end of the show. So I'm I'm glad we got together. And I was thinking about this too, Nick. Remember when the the worst things in our our day were talking about a cheating scandal on a, of a baseball team stealing signs and. God, how yeah. awful that was, and everybody was so yeah. up in arms. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, and then reality struck with life. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. Some, was just some terrible, terrible things. So, yeah, here we yeah. are, and uh, I'm happy to talk with a lot of this stuff with you. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll get it figured out. Maybe we'll get man for man on the phone and uh, and get some negotiations going I, on I the fan side. I, uh, I mean, even if you get him on the phone, um, which it would be amazing if he accepted um, a podcast invite from us, uh, I wouldn't believe a word he says. But uh, we'll get into we'll get into some of the Manfred stuff. Uh, uh, how the state of baseball in terms of what an average fan kind of feels, uh, you know, how how to bring back the fan from this debacle if there is a way. Um, how the Sox and this team uh, that we were much anticipating watching this, this exciting team here in 2020, uh, how does this look for the Sox team, uh, a shortened season or no season? Um, and uh, how should we, how should we view, uh, you know, even a world series champ if there is a season, uh, but first it's, it's really uh, how do we get here? And, and you're right. I was holding off like I was being very optimistic and I still am optimistic, which is weird because I'm a very pessimistic person. <laughs> you know me, you've known me for a long time. I am not, not that I'm doom and gloom. Maybe I'm more of a realist, but I sometimes don't take the uh, positive approach. But with this, you know, all the stuff I read from Passon or Nightingale or whomever, or Heyman, it was, Hey, this looks good. I'm hearing from sources there will definitely be a season. It's going to be a worthwhile season. And then, and then that was like May. And, and then as the month went, and now here in mid-June, after today's information, uh, it doesn't even look like we're going to get a season. Yeah, and I would say as far as I am normally an optimistic person, I think you are just based on uh, – just this in life, <laughs> other things in life I'm more optimistic on, but this in particular, I have, I've totally changed my tune and yeah. I'm normally not like that. I, 
I feel like I, I texted you a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple days ago. I can't remember yeah. now, but yeah. I said this feels like 1994 all over again. And I mm. know people have mentioned that in the past, but there, it just feels that way. I had a conversation. It was funny. I had a conversation, and we're going to talk maybe a little bit about uh, the youth of America and they, will, they, will they gravitate towards the game. Yeah. I was talking to my nephew a couple weeks ago, and, and I, I saw him for the first time in a while, and it was good to see him, and he's in the travel baseball league. And uh, I said, I said, are we, you think we're going to get a season? Or he asked, yeah, Uncle Pat, are we going to get a season? And I said, you know, I don't know. It feels like 1994 again. And I go, how old are you? Just, I forget. How old are you? He goes, I'm 12. And I go, you know what? I was 12 years old in 1994. I was mm-hmm. you waking up every day, watching Sports Center, awaiting some type of news, praying that there would be a season. And mm-hmm. I feel like I live that and, it, and, it, and, and I should learn from the past. I, yeah. I honestly, I don't think this is going to happen. I think, I think both sides are so both uh, tone deaf and obtuse that it can't get done. <laughs> yeah, you know, I sometimes when you record one of these uh, episodes, you say, uh, you know, hopefully this ages well, you know, and uh, this you know, can still be listened to weeks down the road and, and or a month or so. And it's still somewhat relevant uh, because we do what we talk about is, is it's changes, you know, it changes quite often, especially when you're doing a weekly podcast uh, about uh, games and, you know, fresh information. I, I hope this episode just goes horribly wrong and does not <laughs> at all. Yeah, I really. I mean, I hope that, you know, this just well, we almost have to record in a couple of days, re-record because what we're talking about, it just goes in a different direction. Uh, but I do have to go with you on that. And what we're talking about, folks, and I'm, I'm sure you've, uh, you know, you've you, you've ripped through some of these articles. You've dissected some of the stuff recently. Uh, last week during the uh, the MLB draft, you know, Manfred uh, talks about how we will definitely have a season, 100 percent. We're going to have some sort of a season. And, uh, and that blew up all over social media. And, you know, everybody in the know reported that and ran with that story. Very exciting. We're going to have at least something. Uh, and then, you know, you, you, just, you, you continued to hear some negotiations this past weekend. It, it was not going well. Um, and it's still not going well. And now to the point of today, Manfred saying, I think it was to Greenberg on ESPN. Yeah. I don't even think we're going to have a season. I'm not, I'm not confident. And, you know, there's all these uh, theories out there. Is he delaying? So he gives more time for the owners. So, you know, in a, in a week or so, it's a wash. I, Again, this is stuff that I even I can't really even wrap my brain around some of the things that they're arguing and bickering about uh, when you really get into the weeds. But when he says that now and he and he, and he goes back on it, boy, yeah, it just seems like th- there's not going to be a season. I just I, I can't see a scenario now. And, and, and you know, I mentioned this to you in our, our pre-show meeting yeah. that I honestly think that it, it, it's it's the players trying to gain leverage for the 2021 or mm. 20 in the yeah. 2022 negotiations that mm. th- this is the time they had no interest on in really playing the season anyway. Okay. So this yeah. is a great opportunity for them to stick their heels in and show that we will, this is the, 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 the stakes we'll take uh, against you. And just remember this next time we have a negotiation because mm-hmm. we're willing to do this. And then yeah. and, and when the chips are really down, so again, they're, they're negotiating, asking for everything that they 
you know, that they want in this out of this negotiation and knowing all well that they didn't really have any intention on playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're that when, when you had talked about that and then we dissected it earlier, uh, it it sure made sense, especially with the health issues uh, that were very foggy back in April, March, April, even May. Do we have enough testing? How is this going to go? We're not going to be able to have interactions, normal midseason interactions with family, loved ones, um, players that, you know, have uh, pregnant wives that are expecting kids. How are they going to leave their team and then comfortably come back? It, it, there were a lot of question marks. And it sure seemed like when you heard some players uh, sound off uh, on Twitter or social media, they seemed like, I don't even know if I want to get into a season. I'm yeah. not even comfortable playing. What's the point right now? You know, yeah. uh, and, but then I had faith with some of their proposals, like, Hey, we'll play, you know, 110 games. We'll play 90 something games. We'll play 80 games. We'll play 72 games. Uh, we want what we agreed upon though, in terms of money back in March. And uh, it just, you know, and, and then you hear from what the players are saying is like, we make a proposal, the owners make a counter, and it's it's pack it's repackaged to look a different way. You know, it's like, hey, give me twelve. No, nah, how, how about this? I'll give you two sets of six. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you two groups of six. You know, I what, what are you, you're you're saying the same thing. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're nothing is changing in these back and forths, which could have been happening months ago. I don't know why things have gotten so heated. It took so time so long for things to kind of really get back and forth um you know in i don't know late may early june i feel like that could have been done a while ago but uh you're right it it feels like you know it just feels like nobody even wants to play and didn't we have a conversation episodes ago you and i about really where the where's the money made in baseball and that you know it's really not made on tickets uh you know what i i mean i'd have to really do some research on it but it's of my i'm i'm of the understanding that the majority of their of their revenue comes from the tv deals yeah whatever sponsorships the 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 league makes and then they do revenue sharing and even if you're not a very profitable team uh you know that that you're gonna make you're gonna make a a pretty good amount of money owning a team you know yeah us of the world that they don't that don't draw you know, we'll draw what a million and a half in a good year, two and a half million fans. Yeah. Right. Yes. Something like that. Oh, it's never uh, over three. Yeah. And, and you look at the Tampa Bays of the world and the, the Oakland A's of the world, you know, those are, those are teams not drawing huge fan bases or fan amounts, but yet they, they're still functioning and profitable organizations because their salaries are low. They, everybody shares with them. They're never going to go over the, the tax. So, they're going to make a good amount of money on, on the, or a good return on their investment, owning a team. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, you know, okay. So what, so what you don't have ticket sales. You're also not having to probably pay, even though all these people are coming out, Oh, we're going to pay our employees until May 31st. We're going to pay these. Okay. You're, you're not paying to turn the lights on every day. You're not paying everything that you would normally pay in, in a <laughs> year. And don't tell me that, that you're don't cry poor to me when you're an owner of a team and you do more than just own a, a, a team because those teams are worth billions of dollars yeah. and you don't have all that money to own a team because that's all you do in life. 
you've yeah. done other things or have other monies out there right. to ensure that you're not rubbing two sticks together to heat your house at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you see that visual of Reinsdorf just uh, huddled with Oh God. He, he, attic and uh, two sticks trying to create a fire. Well, he would have two really, really old sticks that he should have got rid of years ago, but he's so <laughs> loyal to them. These sticks, I can't. These two sticks, I can't. Uh, they, they they haven't made fire in years, but I love these two sticks. Yeah, can't get rid of them because there was a great fire years ago. And I'm going to recapture that one of these days. Uh, oh, good lord! Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's say okay. So let's try to take a somewhat of a positive look, which is going to be difficult. But it, it you know. We've been hearing for a while that 50-ish games could be forced upon the players. Um, 48 to maybe 55. It sounds like they want a season wrapped up towards the end of September, early October, out of fears of maybe a second wave of COVID coming through. They don't want to compete with, I think, the NFL and maybe some other sports that are going into the fall as well because they get they know they're going to lose in that head-to-head um, you know, TV rating battle. Um, is 50 games worth it? You know, I mean, you know, Nick, I, to me, no, no matter what it is, if it was 50 games, if it was 25 games, I don't think people would really care at this point. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think they would care if it was that short of a season because that would be, uh, we talked uh, off air about this, what, what baseball would need. It needs some excitement. 50 mm-hmm. games would bring in some real excitement. Like this is, this is like college football. Like every game really, really does matter yeah. type of stuff. And that's, that's the reason why there's so many people out there that love college football more so than, than maybe the, the NFL because, Oh, every game is a playoff game for us. This would be as close as you can get to, that level of importance on every game. You can't afford to go on a, a seven, eight to 10 game losing streak in a, no, in a 50 absolutely season. Not. Absolutely not. No. Um, th- that's so I, you know, I, I want baseball no matter what. And you and I, we, we talk about how we are outliers as fans. Um, we're going to, you know, we will go, and defend this. We will be with the Sox forever, no matter what. And, and baseball is a first love. And uh, it's just something that, you know, is, has been passed down to us and we want to pass it down. And uh, I know that's not the average, you know, in America right now. Uh, baseball is, is not, hasn't been for a long time in terms of king of sports. Um, I, hey, hey, 50, if that's what we're going to get, as a fan who's going to try, who's going to tune in, it's going to be such a different experience with no fans in the seats. But I, I look at it as, yeah, it's going to this like sprint to the finish and uh, it's going to have to be viewed very differently throughout history. Uh, Cause you can't go on any slumps. Yeah. I mean, it's not, this isn't a marathon, which is what ba- the beauty of baseball is in my mind is the ebb and flow of yeah. You know, you know, collectively, it's this journey and like you want to be patient with, you know, arms and with with players and you can't get injured. You know, if a guy's on the if you've got a Grandal or if you've got uh, Eloy on the 
you know, IL for two weeks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. If you, if you've got a couple superstars that just can't shake an injury uh, for a week and a half, two weeks, that, that could be enough for you to just say, well, that's it. Uh, we're not going to be able to compete. Or what, you know, does this change the way, would this change the way that a team or a player would look at an injury? Could you, in one sense as a player in normal, in a normal year, Say, well, you know what? I'll, I'll go on the IL for, you know, two weeks, or the, the team will put him on for a couple weeks, or let's do precautionary. We need him for the stretch run. This is the stretch run. There is no, if, if you can play, man, you need to play. And on the other hand, there could be players out there that say, well, I'd rather save my body for a real year. You know, now, there's no use in playing exactly. now. Exactly. So that would be very I'm- interesting. I, I'm, I'm leaning more to, to what you had just said is, and I hate to admit it, but let's be honest, it, it's a business and I got, you know, I got to think some of these players who are in a contract year that might come out of this year, which is bizarre, like, you know, guys that signed big for like a one-year deal, uh, different places or were traded um, on a one-year deal. They're saying, well, what am I going to risk, you know, a hamstring injury? you know, or a wrist injury, or if I'm a pitcher, you know, what am I going to stretch myself and try to tough and toughen through it when this is nothing, you know, it's going to be looked on as a, as a watered down world series championship. Uh, I, why don't I rest for when it's really going to count, like you had said, and if there's going to be baseball in the future after a new CBA. Um, if yeah. that- but Nick, you know, everybody, it's not like one team's playing 50 games. Everybody's playing 50 games. So right. could you look at it in that sense that, Hey, we're all, we're all in the same boat here. So yeah. whoever, whatever the rules are, somebody's going to be the champion of it. Now I could see, you know, not you know, whatever records or something like batting average. You're not going to look at somebody that bats. If somebody bats 450, <laughs> you're not going to say, Oh, well, the new all time batting yeah. champion. Oh, right, 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 right. So, I could see that like being, you know, washed away and nothing for a record in the record books. Uh, uh, but, you know, I think that there's still the, the little, the, yeah, I can't even talk. Nice. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I still think there's the, the World Series would still mean something to somebody well, for be being impressive. a champion. I mean, you know, because you do have a 50 ish game window where you can't go in a slump. Everybody's got to be clicking, you got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a bullpen needs to be managed well. Everybody has to play their role. So going back to what you said about records, if you throw individual records away and some dude is not trying to chase a batting average title or a home run title, or, you know, he's, he's got to get his 30 for, th- you know, 30 stolen bases and 30 home runs to hit some bonus in his contract. And everybody's just playing for the, the greater of the team. That could be pretty interesting. You it know? could be. Um, and it if very well could be. You know, there's playoff bonus money at the end for, you know, uh, I think it's a slightly expand playoff proposal. Um, you know, it's, again, not what the players want. They want 100% of their money. Uh, yes. They don't want it to be made up in any type of playoff bonuses, this, that, and the other. But um, could that be a shortened season season? Could that be some way to entice, uh, you know, f- a fan base or would it just be a disappointing appetizer? You know, it gets forced on them, a 50 game schedule. 
Yeah. And, and hey, I got really into baseball. That was exciting. Well, that's not how baseball is always played. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> uh, they can't get, you know, uh, their shit together here. So we might not even have a season after 2021. You, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, so. They might as well just, they might, you know what, Nick, they should just scrap it and just start negotiating that now. Let's get that. Let's get 20 after 2021 figured out now. Try and get a deal struck early. Well, I think that's the vibe. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe from a lot of people is okay. You guys are so far apart right now. No one wants to see a season just forced upon players. It's not going to sit well. Um, fans are going to be, it's going to be bad for everybody. So why not spend this time to seriously get a deal done? You know, so we just don't have to have this uh, looming over us uh, going into the spring. Yeah, but you know what? Nobody's going to tell baseball or the MLBA, MLBPA, uh, how to how to do their business. They they are so not part of in touch with what's going on in the world. <laughs> right, that's true. I mean, let's you go know, back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like this is a this is a organization. Uh, that has screwed everything up, you know, and yeah. alienated fans for a long time. Why would they decide that, like this is the way to now do things the right way? No, they 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 won't, and it's going to continue. So um, I don't know. I'd watch it, you know, if it was fifty games, if it was twenty five games. I'd I'd watch a season this year just to see baseball. I I think your casual fan will tune in to see the novelty of it. Okay, yeah. so this is going to be really different. Uh, but like I said before, they to to get fans back after this, regardless of if they don't play, regardless if they play or not, because I think the scars are already there with the fan base. Yeah, you've got to come back. You've got to you've got to implement some, I think, drastic rule changes going forward to keep it exciting uh, as 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 much as you can. That's yeah. that's my thought. Yeah, especially for for organizations that, uh, uh, you know, they might be just beginning a a rebuild. Um, They have lost a lot of fan base uh, to other sports in their city. Um, I feel like we as Sox fans, you know, if we put it on a Sox angle right now and and talk more just how does this affect the Sox organization? Well, uh, you couldn't have you couldn't have had a more intense fan base foaming at the mouth after Sox Fest this past year to see this team in action in late March Um, with the off season that they had uh, with, with, you know, the younger guys getting another year uh, underneath them guys coming back from injury. um, That that's, that is the other shame, you know, this whole thing we've talked about it It, it's the teams out there that like were poised to really break through Mm -hmm. um you know missing the opportunity to see robert uh and cease and 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 a healthy kopech and uh mancata and aloy and you know seeing what madrigal could do and you know these guys are just missing out on at bats Uh, yeah and logging innings and and then after the draft, uh, well, by the way, you were you were happy with the draft, I'm assuming, uh, last Wednesday, what the Sox did. Yeah, they they kind of stuck to their uh, their their mode of you know going after 
you know, especially with the first pick going after a pretty dynamic pitch, uh, pitcher. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. just, you know, just watching him on, uh, you know, on some of the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it looks great. And you just, you know, you hope the guys can stay healthy, but, uh, I'm, I'm good with always going with pitching because pitching, you can flip, um, pitching, yeah. you can flip for your position players. And right now I think we're a system and, and a, and a club, a big league club that's, I wouldn't say spoiled for riches for you can never have enough pitching, but right. it seems to me like we've got, uh, we've, we've got some, some good, good horses there right now. So absolutely. And it was a, a stable that was uh, depleted uh, yeah. had a homegrown talent. Um, and I like that. They, they had a plan there with pitching and they, and they really bolstered and, uh, uh, very exciting to hear some of the, the things that were coming out from some of these coaches, um, national pundits uh, that follow the game for a living, uh, what they were saying, what the Sox did. Uh, I was very happy. It's just a shame that these guys are going to be sitting around. I mean, I don't yeah. know what the program is after this. I'm sure they do a lot of stuff at home. You know, maybe there's an expanded, you know, Arizona fall ball for rookies uh, in October and November. Uh, but you know, the, the, the Sox organization has so much more to lose than a lot of other clubs uh, in MLB uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. It, it's, um, I, I, I don't know what you do. Let's, I, I mean, I'm at a loss for words with the whole thing. Right. It's a, to me, it was even weird having the draft, you know, yeah. it's weird. Hey, yeah. let's come on and play for our league. We can't yeah. get our crap together, but come play for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was just, yeah, you, you're thinking about so many things, you know, you, you can go from the littlest of, of, you know, just little league. And, you know, I was talking to some relatives. I know you've got some experience with this, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dissect of, you know, the missing out of just that at a low, low, low novelty level uh, in any type of organized, uh, you know, baseball to, to the middle school, high school cancellations to the co- collegiate. And then now to minor league being completely wiped and, and most likely, you know, major suffering a real, a, a real issue here, uh, either, you know, a, a watered down 50 games or nothing. It's just felt throughout, you know, at yeah. every age, age group. And you feel, you feel for some of these high school players that, man, they, they were looking to maybe get a scholarship, go to a, you know, go to a university, go to college to play. They, nobody, you know, you, you rarely, you didn't get any eyes on anybody unless maybe you're in, in a warmer climate where they're playing um, extended months. Uh, but in the Midwest, you're not playing, you know, yeah. in, in February, March. And then some of these college guys, you know, to, to shut the draft down and, and have it as short as it was, you know, these college players, like you, you look at a guy like Mark Burley who goes in the 38th round. Yeah. These gems, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going in long rounds and teams take a chance on you and you end up, you know, so, so you got some Hall of Famers that were in very late rounds and that's just not the case this year. Yeah, it's uh, I'll you know just you, you touched on it as far as you know my experience with it. You know, my, we this past weekend we had to go pick up my kids, both of my, my daughter and my son's uniforms for a baseball season that didn't happen. 
Yeah. Because mm. the uniforms were already ordered. Right, right. And and, uh, and and you don't, you know, you're not playing. So yeah, uh, it's it, it's a surreal situation uh, all around for sure. Yeah. Um. So you know. Going into or thinking about that, and uh, you know, you can make comparisons to '94 um, when when that happened in September, and and really, you know, uh, at least you were able to still play little league. You still played high yeah. school ball. You were right. still, you know, play college ball. I, you know, the minors, I think, were still, you know, still going on. Um, independent baseball. Uh, with with COVID, you know, it's just it's magnified everything uh, when there's a stoppage at the um, at the major league level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yesterday you know, ESPN put on this long gone summer, this documentary, you know, maybe folks you, you watch there is recorded. Uh, I, I didn't think it was uh, at all one of the, the top. ESPN 30 for 30 docs. Uh, it was a little all over the place. And, uh, but I mean, I lived it. Like I remember watching this uh, back in, in, in 98 and, and, you know, you, you watch sports center sports center was very powerful back then. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you caught up on everything, even though there weren't smartphones and you weren't dialed into all the, you know, every single update, you would get a chirp or a tweet or a, you know, notification on your phone, you still, you, you got everything you needed on sports center, uh, especially when you're living here in Chicago and hearing what was going on on the North side. Um, but, and, and that, and that did get, Hey man, it brought a lot of people back to the game uh, got oh, them I... back and excited. Um, I wanted, what were your, what did you remember about 98? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, as a, as a Sox fan, watching that um you know you're here you still asked i mean that was top of conversation whether you're sitting down talking with your dad or yeah your brothers or friends it it hey did hey, uh samir mark hit a, a home run today yeah oh they hit two now he's in the lead oh, yeah. he, you know it was like yeah. it, that was like that that was your conversation it was that entire summer and you didn't you know from 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 my perspective not being a fan of either team um that that was part of it it was just who you know talking about who had what and oh now he's up by two home runs oh they're now you know they're bad they're tied again so it was cool from that perspective and i would say you know it also sparked um you know it sparked the oh the the socks lost out on that deal the sosa for for george bell and how stupid could you guys be to get to to give up sammy sosa and and my arguments were always, well, Frank Thomas will be 10 times the, the player that Sammy Sosa will ever be. And, yeah. um, and now looking back on it with the, uh, with the hindsight of, of n- the knowledge of the, the steroids that were rampant in the league, um, you know, it, that's, it, it taints it a little bit, but it was still, it was still fun regardless if it was a Cubs player or not, or a player from another team that I didn't, have any ties to at that time in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was cool. It, you know, it was cool to just kind of see, you know, who, and it was, it, it was just, it was interesting and, and made that summer really fun. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was fun to have baseball on the top of everybody's mind and uh, everybody wanted to talk baseball. And uh, obviously Sosa, Griffey, McGuire were, were some of the, 
were were the names to be discussed. But you know, I, being a diehard lifelong Sox fan, I mean, I, I also I followed players from different teams, and uh, back in the '80s, man, mid '80s, I. I, I really was enamored as most kids were with the bash brothers with Conseco and McGuire and just the home run hitting power. The Sox didn't have anything quite like that until, you know, 1990 when, when Thomas came along, you know, 91 was his first full season. And, but I, you know, so I kind of followed McGuire's career as he bounced around and it was just, uh, and obviously having the Cardinals kind of against the Cubs, McGuire against Sosa, you know, you're pulling for McGuire, at least. Yeah. I, I oh, yeah. Was, uh, uh, with sure. the title. Uh, but the angle I always went with people was, well, Sosa's hitting in Wrigley. I mean, yeah. you know, I could probably hit, you know, maybe, you know, 30 home runs in, in Wrigley. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that as, uh, as- – <laughs> Nick today, or was that your argument back in 1998? It probably was, but I was an idiot. Uh, well, in- you know what? You did have more power then. You're 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 in uh, you're in running shape now, not That's not true. home run hitting shape. That's true. I, I definitely had more power, and uh, <laughs> I you know was quick to utilize the, the leg press. Um, you know, when I would be uh, in the mandated PE weight classes and that you know that's where your power is coming from of course so. i don't remember you using that uh too much in college but uh, I'm, uh <laughs> i didn't know you then i didn't know you in the high school days. you have to have a strong trunk uh yeah, true told uh but uh you know i i watched the documentary and uh it brought back some some memories of of yeah that that daily conversation you would have and when people actually still looked at the box scores of a newspaper to see what happened uh, the previous night and uh, how fun it was that the Cubs and Cardinals did play towards the end of the season. And of course, McGuire hit 62 against the Cubs. Um, You know, you just can't script it uh, any better as uh, people have said thousands of times about that. So uh, couldn't have been better directed, uh, put together. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, the fact of that, okay, that brought fans back. Would what what will it take, you know, to bring fans back after this uh, situation with baseball? You know, uh, I, it's it's got to be it's got to be like instantaneous to me. You know, something something drastic, something instantaneous. It's got to be. I, I don't know what. I don't know what rule change they can make. I don't know what they can do to make it more interesting. I don't going to move the fences in like a hundred feet. <laughs> so yeah. You have like the guys hitting uh, 150 home runs a year. I have no idea. Yeah. It, but, it does, right. Though is in terms of it has to be immediate. Like that yeah. you can't be stewing in a room thinking about, okay, well, this is my 10 year plan. Uh, it, it has to be. It has to be instantaneous. They've got to go into it, Nick, with a mindset of we're we're going to throw whatever we can at the wall, see what sticks, and 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 if whatever doesn't work, we're going to change it right away. But yeah, that's sure. not what baseball does, and you know that. You know this, no, this. Not at all. This this is a a league that that uh, moves like an ocean liner. It's okay. like you know it's not gonna it's not gonna turn very fast. You know other leagues are like speedboats. You know, the NFL is a speedboat. It changes its rules. You know, like I change my underpants. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. The NBA, they're always enhancing and looking at different things and making it more fan-centric and, 
Yeah. And, and they're just like uh, right now to me, the cutting edge of sports of, uh, of how to connect with a young uh, fan. Yeah. And, and baseball just, I just, just, I, I just either they don't get it or they don't want to get it or they've, they've become so snooty. It's almost like they say, well, if you don't get our sport, we don't want you anyway. Right. It's going to make money no matter what. And that's all I really care about. So it, it, to me, then it goes down to, you've got a commissioner that's really probably not a fan of the game. You've got owners that might not even be fans of the game. They're yeah. fans of the money that it's going to be made from the business angle. Yep. If this is an opportunity to make money, I really don't care about the sport. I really don't care. You know, I never played it. I'm never, a, I was never a fan of this. I, I, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, folks enjoy it or not, I don't care, but it's going to make me some money I'm in, you know. And well, they better care because otherwise people are, are uh, people are not going to care too. Well, that, and then, that's and, the angle to it. If you yeah. don't care, you, if you do not care what kind of product you put on, the, your, your patrons, your customers are not going to care either. And they're going to say, forget it. Yeah. You know, I, why, why? I'll save my money for... NHL, NBA, or NFL. I I think honestly, Nick, it would be it would be something like maybe I mentioned before, with comparing it to to uh, college football. Now you're not gonna you're not gonna shorten the season down enough in a in a regular world. Yeah. To get it to where every game is going to matter, but you've got to get it somehow to that point. So whether you extend playoffs you know, and shorten the regular season or change the playoff format, you know, include more teams and people, the, the traditionalists will say, well, you're watering it down and baseball is, is great because it's so hard to make the playoffs and you've already made it easier. You know, other leagues that are, are thriving, uh, they, they, their playoffs are, are expanded and there's a lot of teams involved. And that's when people really care is when it gets to playoff time. Yeah. People care about March Madness or, or basketball in, in in college when it's March Madness because those games matter. And so what if there's 60, 80? They could put 100 teams in in, in March Madness, and people are going to watch yeah. because it's not only as exciting, but it's a gambling opportunity. Sure. That's the other part of it too, yeah. Nick, is we haven't talked about this probably nearly enough, but baseball is not – you know, for the, for now that the gambling uh, sports gambling is legal in this state is not the, you know, funnest thing for people with that are casual gamblers to gamble on. Yeah. You're you're right. So I don't know how you do it, Nick, but you've got to be able to one, have it appeal to people that want to put a a bet down and two have the games on a regular basis, somehow be more meaningful. Yeah. Somehow, somehow drive the playoffs as as a bigger and better and more inclusive than you ever have in the past. Yeah, I I, I do love the playing game, but the, the one-off playoff is it is dramatic, but I feel like if you did a, a best of three um, series, I think you'd still get the that same dramatics. Uh, I don't know about, you know, expanding the wild card, more, more teams who definitely draw more interest in terms of ratings. Uh, you know, the, I guess, let, let me ask you this, Nick, let me ask you, let me put it this way. Are, are you, would you be more willing to lap off some early season games in April and, and add them on to the end so you can have a longer wild card round? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You and I have have definitely talked about that. And I am in agreement, even though I feel like I am a a purist in a certain sense with baseball, it's it's way too long of a season. And to play games, especially in the Midwest uh, throughout April, is not necessary. I I think they can go down to like 150, 145 games. Uh, Yeah. So I I think those are the things you got to do. You got to look at the regular season. You got to you got to cut some off of it and the season itself from beginning i'm talking spring training to the end which is whatever the last game of the world series is, can still be the same length but changing whether they're regular season games or playoff games add more playoff games people love playoffs we can yeah. those are and teams that'll maybe say well we're, we're losing revenue figure it out in your negotiations mm-hmm. that you can share yeah. the revenue of what you're making on tv during playoff times when people are more glued to their TV sets. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it, uh, no matter what sport, it, the playoffs are always exciting. You know, you can jump in on a, on a hockey playoff, uh, NBA, uh, obviously the NFL. And, you know, I, 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 I say the same thing about baseball. You know, you could be watching a Nats Dodgers series, you know, or a Braves, um, you know, uh, a Braves Cardinals series, and you're still engaged It's the playoffs. If you're a fan of the sport. Now I still think you need to grow that sport on a local level and, uh, and get your fan base at a local level interested um, about the product. Uh, but, you know, th- there's so many ins and outs to this. Um, this is, is an ongoing thing. Um, it's just, again, like I go back, I hope this episode, does not age well. And I hope there's um, just somebody knocks some sense into these folks and uh, it improves in the next few days. (laughs) I, I I don't know. I feel like you, do you ever have uh, when you were a kid in in grade school where they called it opposite day, like all of a sudden somebody in the classroom on the bus said, ah, today's opposite day. Yeah. And uh, that's what I feel like right now. Today's opposite day. Cause I am, pessimistic and you are somehow being optimistic so <laughs> yeah i uh i think you know my father you know and, and others would you know use this line i don't know if you ever had this growing up just like your your dad would say something just like figure it out i, I don't know how you're gonna just figure it out. <laughs> and uh like it would be said at a, at a rather you know high volume and uh-huh. uh you know i'd be fighting with brothers or something else just figure it out Yep. And uh, okay, you figured it out because uh, that was that was the directive. And That's what they need. They need they need your dad. They need uh, Ted Morawski to to call up the and just yell at him. And they say, just need figure to figure it out, dad, just to get in there and just start yelling. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, because that's because that's about the the average age of of their fan base. It is. It is. So maybe I get my dad too. He he'll be he'll be seventy at the you end of the month. I'm Happy birthday, you. dad! It is. It's the average fan is white male and in the late fifties. So yeah. just you know, just get some dads out there and uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody. There, it'd be like the biggest cargo short New Balance shoe convention you'd ever seen. <laughs> Um, this was way uh, way overdue really great uh, talking baseball and socks with you uh, mr hester um i think uh
we're going to start wrapping things up. Hopefully, uh, we have an opportunity to, to talk uh, the next time. You know, there's some new developments, um, you know, maybe in the next, next week or so. Let's hope so, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, folks, thank you so much for uh, joining once again. Good guys talk back. Uh, this was episode 53, Pat Hester and uh, Nick Morawski. Uh, you can find this podcast uh, everywhere you find your podcast. Simply subscribe and every new episode will uh, go right into that inbox of yours. You can find us on uh, our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at Good Guys uh, TV. Uh, hopefully, again, we've got some better uh, some better news to talk about, but appreciate you being with us uh, once again. Uh, for Pat Hester, I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.